Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. Our thoughts, feelings, and emotions play an important role on our overall health, but there is much, much more. When physicians are unable to diagnose the problem, the energetic realm often contains the answers. We are indeed spiritual beings having a physical experience. In his book, Healing from Within, Be Still and Know, Dr. Robert C. Brooksby, D.O., explains and explores what it means to treat as and be treated by an osteopathic physician. Join the journey by picking up a copy today. Available online on Amazon and most other major booksellers. Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain. And because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain. Listening to the painful truth of living with chronic pain podcast on the Limitless Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Robbie and Sammy, and these are our real experiences dealing with the ups and downs of living life with an ongoing illness. Before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe and make sure you check out our other shows on the network. Well, hello, Sammy. Uh, hello, Robbie. This is our first show. Yes, it is. I got to plug our network. We are going to have a streaming service. It's the Limitless Broadcast Network. It's going to be on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire. iOS iOS, and Android. And Android. Let's just dive into the podcast because I don't like those podcasts that take 20 minutes to actually get there. They just talk and talk about nothing. Right. Let me tell you about this podcast. This is going to be the most truthful podcast you guys have ever heard. All about living with chronic pain. Or illnesses. Yes, or illnesses. This is our real experience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you will hear us cry in this. Or swear. Or swear. Among My, other things. Our, our goal is to put you in the driver's seat and let you experience these experiences. And the most important thing, we want you to know that you're not alone. You yes. have choices. So I think we should probably first of all introduce ourselves and kind of give a little background on us. Obviously, Robbie and Sammy. We have been together since 2011. Been that long, huh? Yeah, it feels like a million years. It's been since 2011 and we've been married since 2014. Congratulations. We made it over the hump. Here we go with this hump stuff. Always with the hump stuff. (laughs) I I don't know what the hump is. It's some mysterious number. Every year we're together, we make it over another hump. So it's the five year mark. We made it over the five year mark. You can say five years, but at the end of the day, every year that we're together, you say it. (gasps) Oh, 
We made it another year. We made it over the hump. All I right. have no idea what this hump is. Let's just get back to the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, it was a car accident that caused the chronic pain. Before the car accident, we really didn't have a lot of craziness in our lives. You, we saw like one doctor. The only thing you had really going on with you was high cholesterol. Yeah, it was and really good health. Yeah, you know, maybe like a little bit of anxiety, but nothing, nothing to this magnitude that it is now. You know, we were going to, like I said, one physician, like once or twice a year and now our lives are just kind of blown up For into checkups. weekly doctor's appointments. It's just injections, things like that. Yeah. And yeah. hospital visits like, you know, now I can uh, pretty much guide you around at least two different hospitals in the area. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. I know which ones have the better food. Right? Absolutely. We definitely have that down. The <laughs> amount of places we can drive now within a radius of where we live. A lot of it is based on doctors we have visited, I feel like as well. I see more doctors than I do family or friends. Yeah, that's it's accurate. It's actually yeah. pretty true. I mean, we'll talk about it in another show, but I think it's like 20 some doctors, something crazy like that, that when I added it up that you've seen that relate back to the accident, which is just mind boggling. What was the story of the accident? It's December 6, 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's rainy day. In Orlando. In Orlando, Florida. It always rains here and go figure. Oh my goodness. And it's human. But anyway, I own a video production company. I do digital marketing. I had a corporate shoot that day. Sammy was sick. Mm -hmm. She never gets sick. And when she does get sick, it's super serious. So something's really wrong. Yeah, that's a pretty killer bug if it gets me. She's laying down, chilling. I'm about ready to take off. I'm getting dressed. It was like five in the afternoon. Yeah, four or five. Yeah, somewhere in there. I had a cruise, 2012 Chevy Cruise, blue. You know, I was taking it out once in a while, but my mother-in-law actually bought a Highlander, a Toyota Highlander. And I liked it so much that I was driving it more than she was. <laughs> yeah. I'm, su- I'm actually surprised she let me do that. For some odd reason that day, I decided to take my Chevy Cruze out. Just, I was thinking, I haven't driven it in a while. Why not? I'm driving south on the turnpike. I'm going for a while. Things are going great. Listen to my music, just kind of cruising along. And then I see construction. They're merging this over into the left lane. When you come up, there's cones and everything. And there's a big open space for people to actually start merging. And I was in that space. I was just at a stop. It was a standstill stop. I'm playing with my phone, looking at iTunes, and then traffic just starts rolling up. So I'm going. Out of the blue, I look into my rear view mirror, and I see this box truck coming at me. And I'm like, holy fuck, I'm going to die. My heart sank. Because it wasn't slowing down. Absolutely. When you saw it coming at you. It was yeah. just coming full force, 80, 90 miles an hour. And I just started going, and I'm just like, Jesus, I'm dead. This is it. And my wife flashed through my eyes. I mean, it wasn't like a movie moment when you have your life flash through your eyes. You're just like, this is it. I already have a phobia of dying. I mean, I just don't know what's next. So I'm in this situation. My heart sinks. I think about my wife and how what she's going to be doing after this. My dad was an Air Force pilot. He taught me how to drive. And he was like, oh, your car is your cockpit. You got to make sure you check your mirrors and everything. So I had my um, left hand on the wheel and I cranked it to the right because we still had an opening. And when I did that, the truck smashed into my back fender of my car. It blew out my windshield, my windows. When it when it hit me, it actually uh, pushed in my door on my leg. Is it, it's like slid up it, the side slid, of the car. Yeah, it slid up the side of the car. It actually pushed me almost to the right median and I thought I was going to hit it, but I ended up correcting it and I ended up lining up straight with it. I'm just like, what is going on? Did I just get hit? This can't be right. I get out of my car and I'm still dazed. And then this truck, this box truck, it is huge.
huge. It's 26, 27 foot. This thing tips over in the two lanes that were free. I've never seen a box truck tip over like that. And this guy is in the cockpit, right? He flings open the door like he's James Bond. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, is anybody getting this on camera? This would be the best thing. And nobody got it. And so he comes up, he gets out of the car or the truck, climbs out of it. And he asked me if I'm all right. At that time, I had so much adrenaline in me. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Checking all over me, making sure things were okay. Nothing broken. He, he's checking himself. He's like, oh, my back is killing me though. My back is killing me. I'm just like, okay, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm not like a doctor or anything. He's like, oh, we need to, ins- we need to switch insurance information. And so that's the next thing I did. I was like, hey, I need your insurance information. I got his number. He forgot to give me his last name. And I was like, hey, what's your last name? And she, he was like, oh, that's right. So after I got his insurance information, I needed to check out the car. Before I did that, I actually ended up calling my mother-in-law because Sammy was sick and I didn't want to freak her out. When you're in pain, the last thing you want to do is see a doctor who treats you as an ailment instead of a person. An osteopathic physician like Dr. Brett Thomas, D.O., treats the cause of your pain from the inside out. You're more than just your pain, so why aren't you going to a physician who sees you as a whole person? Dr. Brett Thomas, osteopathic physician, Orlando, Florida, call today to schedule an appointment at 407-747-1222. Again, that number is 407-747-1222. And I was trying to sleep. Right. She was trying to sleep. I call my mother-in-law and I tell her, look, I've been in an accident. I'm okay. You need to tell Sammy this. And she's like, okay. I think she was asleep, actually. We hang up and then immediately, for some reason, I call my wife and I'm just like, hey, don't freak out. Which everybody loves to hear when they answer a phone call. First thing, don't freak out. I'm okay. Okay, great. You know, of course, now I'm like sitting wide awake up like that, you know. No, absolutely. In a little bit of a panic. And so I tell her, look, I've been in an accident. I was hit by a box truck. Right now I'm okay. Your mom comes down the hall. Yeah, because she was coming to let me know. And of course, now I'm on the phone with you because you did not give her more than two seconds to come down and say something to me. You must be a very slow walker. Oh my goodness. Because I called her more than just two seconds. Um, Okay. But anyway. Nonsense. I'm like, you guys have to come meet me. We're on the turnpike. I, I didn't know actually know the mile marker or anything. I was just like, you're going to see it. It's a big accident. And then I think this is your part of the story. Basically, like I said, I kind of jumped up, you know, because of course now I'm freaking out. Even though you said you're okay, I'm just like, all right, we have to get there. So I'm like immediately, you know, I was in like pajama pants, of course, because I was trying to sleep off whatever sickness I had. So I'm like pulling on jeans and I'm like, we have to go, we have to go. And then I'm just flying out the door. And of course, you know, we're going to go to wherever you're at, wherever the accident is. And my mom's trying to say, well, I don't think they're going to let you through. And I'm literally telling her, I don't care. They're going to let me through. I'm going to just be like, my husband's back there. You have to let me pass. You have to let me pass. Did not do that. (laughs) Needless to say. Don't piss off Sammy. She is a road roller and she will get what she wants. Yes. I, I did not make it that far before you called me back and let me know not to come to the accident. However, I was far enough on the turnpike that I did see one of the electronic boards that said, you know, from mile marker, whatever it was, which I, I can't remember what it was now, you know, from at mile marker, whatever traffic is backed up due to an accident. And I knew that was you. And that's also 
disheartening a little bit when you see that but posted look, and you know the person in the accident. Looking back at it, that's kind of cool though. I mean, they didn't have your name on it. It's not like everyone else knew. That's it was, too bad. It was just me. That's too bad. I didn't say, you know, like Robert has been in a, in in a an car accident. accident at mile marker such and such. Please that, come see. That's too bad though. Yeah. Next time we'll, uh, we'll let them know that we'll they put your name up on the board. Let's get back to me. We're checking out the cars, getting information. When you're in an accident, make sure you get tons of pictures and video. It's always good to get video. I'm getting pictures of my car. I'm getting video of my car. I'm making sure I don't miss anything. I forgot to tell you that after the accident, an eyewitness actually stopped and he was waiting on the side of the road with us. So he saw everything. So that will come into play here in a second. I'm videotaping my car and then I go over to his car and I'm videotaping it, taking pictures, the whole nine yard. Then the police come and I'm like, great. You know, the police are always scary, right? (laughs) I mean, not all cops are bad. I shouldn't say that, but I was just nervous for the situation and being there. And then when the cops pulled up, it was it started to get real real. Mm-hmm. Whoa, this is actually happening. And so the cop pulls up. He asks if, if we're both all right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I think I'm fine. I pat myself down. I told him, you know, I gave him my insurance information, gave him my license. Uh, the other guy gave him his license and insurance information. He pulled us aside, both of us. And he asked what happened. And we, I basically told him the same story I told you guys. The guy that hit me, he told him a different story. He told him that uh, there was a pipe in the road and he was trying to avoid it. So that's why the accident happened. Side note, we were actually Facebook stalking him after the accident and he actually posted about the accident and he said he was lost in thought. That's why he crashed into me. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that boggles my mind. That's mind blowing. Cop issues him a citation. So that means he's automatically in fault. Then the eyewitness is there. So he takes him aside, gets all of his information. I'm so thankful that the eyewitness stopped and he actually um, came there and stayed the whole time. It was a long process. Mm -hmm. And so that's another key point. If you do see an accident, it's always really nice and helpful if you actually stop and tell the police what you saw and share, you know, your eyewitness account as well, because it does help out down the line if needed. Oh, absolutely. So that's another thing. Please just don't drive away. If you're able to stop, you should stop. That's a sidebar. Thank you for listening. That's our public service announcement for right now. The more you know, right? Right. We'll have a lot of those in this podcast. He gets a citation. Then the tow trucks are coming. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a 26 foot box truck get picked up, but they take this big crane, grab it, put it on its side, pick up the car. They pick up my car and they're towing it to the tow truck yard. And at this time, I'm like, great. I don't have a car. I don't know how I'm going to get there. And so the tow truck driver, one of the, because there's two of them, offers to drive me. So I'm like, good. That's cool. Get in the tow truck. There's three of us in there. There's the one, two tow truck workers and me in the middle seat in the, in the cockpit. So that was very awkward. If you could say so. I actually call my wife and tell her, look, don't go to the accident. Meet me at this tow truck yard. I think this is where she's going to pick up in the story so she can tell you her side. Yeah. So that's ultimately why I did not end up bullying my way into the accident because you called me. So then I just turned around and headed back and where the tow truck yard is, I actually am familiar with it because I've had business meetings over nearby where the tow truck yard was. It was just like the opposite direction on the road. It was starting to get dark and it was starting to rain. I don't 
think it was, it wasn't raining hard. It was just kind of like it's, a light. It was drizzly. Misting. Yeah. You know how Florida goes. It's misting. Oh, here we go again. Anyway. So we're trying to find this freaking tow truck yard, which has like no signs. Drove by it the first time because again, it's dark. There's hardly any lights there. There's no big sign saying, hey, tow truck yard, whatever. You know, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. So we drove by it. We turned around and we ended up pulling into where we thought it was. And we actually had to get out and ask one of the guys like milling around in the yard, like, hey, are we in the right place? You know, got a confirmation. So then we just sat in my car there and I, I don't really know how long it was. I'm sure it wasn't that long before you guys actually showed up, but it felt like for ever that we were sitting there because I was just so anxious to see you. It just felt like you were like an hour too. I'm sure it wasn't really because you, I mean, when you called me, you were basically on mm-hmm. your way. Right. So there's no way it took that long, but it just felt like it was taking so long for you to show up. And then when you guys did finally get there, the first thing I saw was actually the box truck because that's what arrived first was, you know, that big thing. And I'm staring at that like, oh my God, I can't believe that hit you. Absolutely. You know, it's, it was like mind boggling. I mean, that's, that's what rammed into your little tiny car. To this day, I still, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm alive. Mm-hmm. It still boggles me that something that big and I didn't get paralyzed. That was another thing I was so blessed about that. Mm-hmm. That was always one of my fears that I would get paralyzed in an accident or something. And thank God I didn't mm-hmm. because honestly, that's a burden to put on you. And I didn't want to put that burden on you. I mean, that's bad to say, but these are thoughts that were going through my head. Mm-hmm. So if this offends anybody, I apologize. But these are thoughts that legitimately thoughts that were going through my head. Is it back to my side of the story? Well, yeah, because I mean, then you were basically right behind the truck. So then, you know, it still was kind of crazy to see your car sitting on there and I could see it was dark so I couldn't see all of the the damage. Right. But I could see enough of it to know that you're, you know, you were not going to get that car back. It was, it was gone. It was definitely And it was just like, oh, it was very stressful. Now we're on route and I'm in the tow truck. In the tow truck, I'm noticing that I have just glass coming out of my hair and in my clothes and I'm just like, dude, I have so much glass on me. The reason why is because I had so many windows, my windshield, my pretty much all my windows in the car were gone. It was just mind boggling. One of the tow truck drivers was like, do you need any Advil or Tylenol? Because you were in a major wreck. And I was like, no, because at that time I thought it was fine. Yeah. Just because of the adrenaline, you know, we're pulling up and the guy, one of the tow truck drivers are like, you're going to feel this in the morning. Make sure you take a lot of Tylenol and Advil and you should be okay. Lo and behold, that wasn't the story. We pull up. I have my book bag and stuff and I get out of the car. Sammy runs up to me and she gives me this like bear hug like she hasn't seen me in years and it was going to be the last hug she ever gave me. I told her I was all right. I told her I loved her. <sighs> Sorry. And then have my book bag. And then I told you this is going to be one of the realest podcasts out there. We're at the tow truck yard. So I'm just like, oh man, we have to get all my stuff out of the car. It's actually starting to rain harder at this point. So Mm -hmm. we're just kind of rushing, seeing what we can grab so we can go. I had a bunch of production stuff in there, lights and things like that, but it got broken. They were useless. And so we got all our stuff. It was just definitely an emotional night. It was scary. And it's one of those things you're just look back on and you're just like, this really happened. We got all of our stuff. I give my keys to the tow truck yard and I say, I'm going to be here tomorrow to get the rest of my stuff. We basically go home. Yep. And things were not the same after. Absolutely not. But we didn't know what all was coming. 
Absolutely not. I mean, like I said, you can already see the emotion in this podcast. This is the real reason why we're putting it on because there are things that need to get out there. I mean, we both have a message to get out there. We both have different reasons for doing this podcast and wanting it to get out there. Plus, it will be on our Limitless Broadcast Network. And so you can see our smiling faces. FYI, again, that will be out later this year, 2020. You'll hear me start pitching a lot of things. There's the Slinging Pills to Pay the Bills podcast coming out. Starring me. Starring my wife. Yeah, I think that's a good 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 place to wrap it up for for this show. And then there's a lot more story to tell. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And again, there's going to be a lot more emotion. This is only the first story. I'm already getting choked up. I'm sure at some point Sammy's going to get choked up. I'm trying not to. I only need one emotional person on this podcast. I, have a lot, I take a lot of medications, so I'm very emotional. This has changed my life forever, and I'm still affected by it. You will hear more and more as the segments go on, so I'm going to give it to my wife. All right, let's let's wrap this up. Yeah. All right, so thank you again for listening to our first show of The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain. And remember, this is on the Limitless Podcast Network. On our next episode, we're going to actually dive into the whirlwind that our lives became as we started looking for a lawyer and as Robbie started seeing doctors for all the new problems that started popping up. Don't forget to subscribe and make sure you check out all the other shows we just talked about. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.